Hello and thank you for listening to episode 168 of 60 Minutes With. This is... Oh, sorry, I was yeah, clicking on start, something. Yeah, that was... That I, was distracted, I was distracted by something. So, shit. Hello and thank you for listening to episode 168 of 60 Minutes With. This is... Oh, fucking hell. I'm getting brain farts now because I'm trying to think of it. the fucking outtakes back. Oh... Hello and thank you for listening to episode 168 of 60 Minutes With. This is the Decade of Decadence show for April 2019. I'm Dave and of course I'm joined by my fellow co-host. He is the man who very kindly and generously introduced me to skateboarding with an inflatable sex doll. It's Tom. Hello, yes. Uh, I have done an intro for Dave because... uh... I'm too tired. <laughs> We're both too tired. We're very tired, as the yeah, as may well appear in the outtakes. But no, I possibly, absolutely, absolutely want to talk about what you're referencing. Uh, yeah, go on then. You lead it off, mate, because of course, you know, skateboarding with, uh, like I said, an inflatable sex doll is thanks to you, my friend. So, well, yes, this is going back, way back to the single digits of eighties picture house, um, the dark times, and. <laughs> Um, when we like it was our first really so bad it's good movie, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Ticket to Hawaii. I found, I saw some clips on YouTube, and we just went from there. We ended up with a girls, guns and g strings, isn't it? The DVD it box. is, yeah, yeah. And now it, you know, fast forward seven years later, almost, and um, they're all being re-released on Blu-ray, 4K remastered. Mm-hmm and uh, by Mill Creek Entertainment in America. And, and you got the first two today, uh, yes. yesterday, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, Hard Ticket and Malibu Express. Yeah, I got Hard Ticket because I just did an absolute blind punt because I've not got a lock, uh, region unlocked Blu-ray player and I was just like, Mill Creek, sometimes it's fine, sometimes it's not, but you wouldn't have thought they'd lock Andy Sedaris movies. You know, mm. they're not like massively mainstream and i was right because i didn't so i've already ordered Annabu express nice and have you have you put any of the discs on to have a little sneaky look yet i haven't yet to be completely honest with you mate no i haven't i've just looked at them lovingly <laughs> and caressed them but i haven't put them in the in the player yet you'll be caressing something when you see <laughs> when you see that look um yeah i had a quick look at the picture on um hard ticket to hawaii and it's just like fucking hell you Is know it? like it's not going to be like your 4k restoration that's done by your arrows or your mm. second sights or all or your, your you know your eureka's yeah. and all that but um it's, it looks damn good oh that's good it's, to hear. it's good it's good as it will ever look and yeah. the extras i think the extras are from a dvd release of it i always used to hear like on that girls guns and g-strings set there are extras yeah but they're like they're not easter eggs but if you type you know you type in like 23 and press enter you, something will come up they just mm. I don't know if they fucked it up with a release, but you know, over you know, there's a thirty six minute making of there's audio commentary and stuff like that. So yeah, like they are releasing these films. <laughs> and they've just announced um 
Picasso Trigger and Savage Beach to come out in July. Oh, yeah. Two orders again. And these were, like, really good prices as well. So, yeah, it was seven quid for Hard Ticket to I think it was eight quid. Um, I just ordered Malibu Express today when uh, Wow HD got them back in stock. Eight quid. So, bargains. Complete bargain. Bargain. So, uh, yeah, we start to recollect the Andy Sedaris movies. I know. <laughs> And we should say as well, just in case anybody who's not familiar with the films, there is a scene uh, in Hard Ticket where somebody does skateboard holding an inflatable sex doll. Yep, it's yeah. absolutely true. Yeah. Uh, you won't believe what happens next. No, no, we will not give that a bit away. <laughs> Surely um, just saying the skateboarding bit is enough to make anybody want to buy it. And talking of some of one of our uh, so bad it's good favourites from the old 80s pitch house days, Day of the Panther and... Strike of oh, a Panther. Yes. Umbrella Entertainment in Australia are releasing there. I think, I think is it, I don't know if it's 2K or 4K remote. Like, what are they doing with these? <laughs> <laughs> They're just re-releasing these absolute bits of garbage in like 4K restorations and stuff. But yeah, there's a double pack. Um, I think it's like 14 quid at the moment. So that's like seven quid each, so about the same on um, Where HD. Um, yeah, so I'll be getting that as well. Oh, God, yeah, they yeah, are. June? Um, so... <laughs> Unbelievable! What's like? Yeah, it's like someone's gone back and listened to a podcast. It is, isn't it? Oh, I'll do shotgun. Oh God, isn't that the one? They'll be is. contacting us because we've got like the, we've got the, the commentary. So the... yeah, exactly. Maybe we should start our own, you know, production company or distribution company, I should say. And release Mate, you just do PMs. <laughs> just all the you'll PM be, entertainment movies. You'll be in your movie room, like going frame by frame through. Uh... <laughs> Fucking, um, I'm just trying to fit like LA heat and stuff like that, whatever it's called. All of the classics, all of them. That one with Dan Haggerty in it. What was? Oh my god, Repo Jake. That was <laughs> your frame by frame 4K restoration of Repo Jake. Hopefully, there's people out there listening to this that have just paused us as they you know, quickly write down Repo Jake and then Repo like Jake. dive yeah. to Amazon or somewhere to to find it. <laughs> If you, if you find a 4K restoration of it, do let us know. I oh, don't yeah. Know. yeah. I don't please. know if I'd be that quick to buy that, but uh, one day, I think we're getting close and close to the fact that one, not all of them, but some weirdo is going to start restoring PM Entertainment movies. <laughs> yeah. Sign me up. I'd be first in line for those. Yeah. 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 Someone um, here, Tina, groan. <laughs> yeah. Very loudly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll start with a little bit of death, mate. You know, oh, right. yeah. After the last uh, episode that we did, where the, unfortunately there was a few deaths, uh, Joe Pilato passed away since we last recorded. Obviously, Rhodes in Day of the Dead. Yes, um, yes, of course. So yeah, it it did quite a few signings all over the world, and he was one of those that I always wanted to to meet you know, and get Day of the Dead signed by him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was seventy years old. Uh, so yeah, really, really iconic role in Day of the Dead. Oh my God, you've got so many classic lines in that film; it's just unbelievable. Choke, um. Oh yeah, <laughs> I can't help but think of that choke, and I'm like, whenever you see anybody sort of ripped apart in a zombie film, that it's just that line <laughs> always comes to mind every time. Uh, I did see as well, and I'm sure you've watched it, mate. The there was a teaser trailer went online about four or five days ago, and I think yesterday the trailer went on for Swamp Thing, the series? Yeah, now this was a weird thing because there was all talk of a production being shut down. Um, I haven't seen the trailer yet. Um, there was talk of a production being shut down and all sorts of like, um, and then on the day that talk came out, um, they put the trailer up. 
So mm. I hear it's full on horror. So and it's Derek Mears as something as well, who's like you know like you, if you saw him, you, you know who I mean. Yeah, he does a lot of horror, stunt work and horror of like monsters and stuff like that. So yeah, I'll give that a chance. Yeah, I think so. But it says only on DC Universe. Is this... Oh, the streaming services. Uh, obviously, we know of ways to watch it. Yeah, but they're all like... going to... They're sort of chopping each other's throats. They're thinking because, like... I mean, obviously, Netflix is the big one. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if you can hear that. Right. Was that the, is that the ice cream man? It's a... it, it's, it's an ice cream it's van. A... Yeah, I thought it was. Oh, my God. Okay. Go and get a Cornetto quickly. Don't wait. <laughs> Let's all have a break. And welcome to the interval of this episode as we all go and get ice creams. Let's all go to the lobby. Yes. Shout out your orders and uh, I'll go and get them from outside. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because Netflix is is the big one. So everybody's thinking they can have the piece, you know, another piece of the pie. The pie's is not going to get much bigger. So the slices yeah, are going to get. Like people can't afford 10 no. pies. No. no, the slices <laughs> are going to get smaller and smaller. You and know. I. I... I went for some time. I know you definitely did. I went for quite a while without Netflix. It's mm. like, nah, I want to have got these Blu-rays to watch, got these DVDs to watch, yeah, yeah. Down and, stuff. and then I got a trial, and I was straight into it like you were. And and it was only Christmas just gone. I got Prime for myself. Yeah. Uh, and um, that's it. Though I've got the WWE Network. That's kind of different, different, different kind of content. Yeah. But now Apple are doing it, and yeah. then Disney are going to do Disney, one. The big one at the end of the year is Disney. Yeah. That's going to have some stuff like the there's like four different um, Avengers spin-off series, um, and there's two Star Wars series. One of them's got fucking Carl Weathers in it, and Taika Waititi's involved. So I'm like, well, I'm not a massive Star Wars fan, but Carl Weathers and Taika Waititi. Mm, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, it's just like not like people can't afford you know like six ninety nine, seven ninety nine a month. Yeah, like one or two, but people can't afford. No, that's not too much. Eight. Because obviously, you know, and in America you've got Hulu as well. Yeah, and yeah. Like I've got, I've got like a bolt-on BFI player on my Prime. Which oh is yeah, because like, Prime have loads of the bolt-on different yeah, ones, don't they? As well, yeah. yeah. And that's like Shudder, Arrow, MGM, Stars, um, all you know, loads and loads. I've got the BFI one. That's it. Just that's like four ninety nine and. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I could probably just do that as and when. Like, I don't think I've watched anything in a few weeks on it, so I could probably get rid of it and then just get it back as I needed it. But yeah, but um, yeah, it's. it's I think too that's, that's how they get a lot of people as well, though, isn't it? You think you know, oh, you'll sign up, and then say people are signing up for let's give it Game of Thrones as an example, yeah. and no, then yeah, now TV, yeah, and then just forget about it and think, oh, okay, leave it going. Because uh, I'm sure, like most people, you know, you've subscribed to something, or you know, be it a gym membership or anything like that, and then you sort of forget about it, and it's still constantly going out, and they think, oh shit. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, they're they're hoping for a fair percentage of people doing that with all of these streaming services too, because it's just getting to the point of just saturation, where it's too much, way too much. Yeah, 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 absolutely is. Um, it's just like people, you know, like net, I. I really like netflix is so like with their original content now i, I, I find out even for some like of likes of disney because disney again I, like i assume disney this disney plus will have all the avengers movies all the marvel movies sorry mm. um apparently they've got all the simpsons um which would be a, which is a big selling point yeah uh, maybe like stuff like family guy american dad you know because obviously it's fox um so they'll have a chunk but like even uh, i struggle to see but like people aren't i can't 
I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. I don't even know if the UK is getting it. Like they've only mentioned the US. I mean, like, isn't that just asking for just people to download shit even more? Yeah, it's like I don't know what the well. There's already photos of Carl Weathers from the set. You know, like from in the Mandalorian. You know, like they're filming it. There's, yeah. I don't know how well, and so I imagine that will be ready for November, like for the launch. Um, I don't know about these Marvel ones. They've just been announced. Um, but, yeah, like, I'll just download it. If it's mm. not, if it doesn't come out, you can, I'll just download the Mandalorian. Like, I'll probably get, I'll probably go for your tri- your week's free trial if they do that, but then I'll probably not keep it and just be like, mm. I'll just have to look at it like, I use Netflix and Amazon a lot. Yeah. And if it's just the as and when thing you like, now TV in the UK is what um, Sky Sky Atlantic is what shows Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is back at the moment for its last season. I'm watching that, but I'm not going to get fucking Sky Atlantic for one. Download it, like I know it's illegal. But, um, <laughs> you know, like, like, and so like, even if there's, you know, if there's like all these Marvel shows aren't going to land on the same day. You know, there's not going to be four different Marvel shows on the same day. There's not going to be two different Star Wars shows on the same day. You know, they'll be spread out. I'll just download them. Yeah. Sorry, Disney, but you've got enough. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, and it's a thing like I can't spend six lots of, or whatever it is, lots of seven or eight quid a month. No. So, no. No one can really, so. Oh, no. But you know, yeah. On I'm, essentially I'm, something I'm, that you don't own anyway, you know. Yeah. I'd rather save that money and buy, you know. Malibu Express. Malibu, exactly, exactly. <laughs> now that's not going to be on Eastream. Not even well, maybe Amazon Prime because fucking hell, Amazon Prime. <laughs> that list I've sent you. Oh God, we're we're doomed. We've doomed ourselves with that list, haven't we? Yes. That's what I wanted to touch on. I watched one off that list from 1975 this afternoon, and um, oh, cool. it could have been something I picked because it starred a young Don Johnson. Wow. Which is my next thing, as I seamlessly. Oh, professional. Almost. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it, so it's got. It's called. I don't know if you have seen this film. It's called A Boy and His Dog. No, it doesn't ring any bells immediately. Right, it's nothing sexy in it. <laughs> I should hope it wasn't with a boy and a dog. Well, <laughs> don't don't kink shame. <laughs> um, he's um, so yeah. Don Johnson's like nineteen, eighteen, nineteen. This and it's this, this post-apocalyptic deal, and he has got a psychic connection to his dog. Um, he talks to the dog, okay. he can hear the dog sports. It reminded me a bit of Knight Rider because, like, it was sort of an, <laughs> the dog had, like, a middle aged man's voice. Um, <laughs> so he's like, but it's in this situation where women are scarce. And, like, if you're a woman, like, you're going to get, like, people, like, forcing themselves on you because there's, like, not many women left for whatever reason. Hmm. Um, they've all gone underground or vanished or what have you. They don't really specify much and why. Um, and they're all at this camp, and there's room around the camp. There's a woman, so Don Johnson and the dog go off looking, and they find this woman, and he tries to have sex with her, and they end up having sex a whole bunch of times. And basically, it's like a, a honey trap, as it were. She disappears, he goes after her, and there's this underground um, community cult headed by um, oh man of many westerns. Sorry, his name's just escaped me. <laughs> Um. Oh, he's in. Oh dear, oh dear, Dave. No, this is it. You see, Jason Robards. 
Oh, well done. Yeah, headed by Jason Robards, who's like, and like it's like, basically it's the sort of hell comes to Frogtown vibe. They abduct him and they need him to impregnate the women. There's loads of women all dressed as brides in this underground thing. They've all got like what like clown face paint, but just for white. And um, yeah, it get like but it, it just took way too long to get to the point. It took an hour before he was abducted, and then it's only ninety minute film. So, <laughs> but um, worth a watch, maybe I don't know, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's some weird shit on Amazon. Oh, there, there are a hell of a lot of it. You see, just scroll through that list. And the thing is with Amazon, it's like all of them as well with these streaming services. Once you click on one of them, you know, like or add to watch list, it immediately populates your list with loads of similar stuff. And that's yeah. when it's like, wow, I never knew there was so much shite on Amazon Prime yeah, <laughs> of all that, these. Even yeah. with that list, the uh, list on Letterboxd, that um, I've said, if you go, if you're on Letterboxd, the um, movie logging website, there is a list of like, which is updated most days um, of cult stuff that's on Amazon Prime in the UK. And like, even with that, I still swear there's some stuff that I found, you know, like movies you may like. I'm just like, God, I didn't see that on the list. Mm-hmm. And that list's got over a thousand movies on it. <laughs> yes. What gold will we be picking yeah. from that? I wonder. Well, we'll be talking about one in a bit, so uh... we will be. Um, I've got. I want to mention Monopoly events. I might have mentioned them before, and they, they hold like for the love of sci-fi and all all different ones, all different events that, that have been going on. Th- you know throughout the uk and that specifically northwest uk which is handy for where like well where i am especially june the first to the second in manchester of this year uh comic con manchester for the love of the 80s now mm. this obviously if you're listening to this you hopefully have some sort of interest in the 80s jason patrick's going to be there the lost boys that's a good get that's a good get he doesn't do many does he especially he, not in this country exactly that would be a really good one. and considering that jason patrick's going to be there and this coming weekend at uh, wales comic con just up the road from us Kiefer sutherland's going Kiefer sutherland is going to be there that's... yes i saw um he was um he just announced um designate survivor season three is going on netflix in june mm-hmm. he was in london so i was just like oh yeah he's and then at another, I think it's a horror event in Sheffield. It, oh, I'm not sure. This may have just happened, actually, because I know Corey Feldman was a guest due there. So I thought, imagine if you, you know, you're a really huge Lost Boys fan in the oh. UK, you can have it signed by those three. Yeah, which would be kind of yeah. incredible. Yeah, um, but for this, for the love of the ages, of course, Jason Patrick, like I said, there's a Gremlins special there. Um, Zach Galligan is going to be there. There's going to be animated. Um, well, I should say articulated Gremlins puppet. Judge Reinhold as well. It's nice. going to be there from it. Nice the the big thing, well, for me especially, just makes me laugh. There's a big police academy get together. Four yes. members, four members of the cast are going to be there. Steve Guttenberg is going to be there, which is like, oh my god, that's going to be absolutely incredible. Michael Winslow, Marion Ramsey, and Leslie Eastbrook. Four Brilliant. characters from Police Academy. Brilliant. You can have your picture taken with all four outside the front of the Blue Oyster Bar. Oh, genius <laughs> idea. What not that amazing? These Monopoly events, when they ever do them, um, the one they did the one with the ET with a crashed spaceship and a bike and yeah. so on, and they've done all different ones, and they always look really, really good. They had the... Um, oh, my God, my brain... I'm just getting so many brain farts at the moment. Yeah. 
1980s has inspired Netflix television series. Season three is coming soon. Stranger Things. Exactly. They had uh, two of the lads from that, and they had a yeah. set from that made, and that was really good. But for this, four people from Police Academy outside. Are they giving people, you're talking about, like, like Leslie Easterbrook sort of people and, like, mm. Jason Patrick, like the London Film and Comic Con, which is, like, the biggest in the country at the moment, at the moment, mm. um, they just won't get these sort of, these ones anymore. Um, and I think they're doing this Monopoly events. They're doing like really good work in getting these sort of like people. There's such an interest in having them, and they're doing the wrestling one uh, this weekend, aren't they? They are, yeah, yeah. And they're getting people because I always say like these wrestling conventions, like there's been attempts at wrestling conventions and having people come over uh, wrestling shows, but this these have got like fuck knows if he's actually going to get on a plane because he's notorious or not. But they've, <laughs> you know they've, they've booked Sid Vicious and like Marty Janetti, and these are people like. When you're comparing them to other people who've got this convention, like Ric Flair, The Undertaker, Bret Hart, and stuff like that, they're pretty obscure. Yeah. But but yeah, I think it's really good. These more like mate for mainstream, um, air quoting obscure people are like they're getting them over. It's brilliant. Oh yeah, and the the spread of events that they do throughout the year with for the love of sci-fi, for the love of horror, like you said about the, for the love of wrestling that's coming up, yeah. um, for the love of fantasy, they've got a UK bike fest. They've got loads of stuff. So I would encourage people uh, go to monopolyevents.co.uk. That's the main website. There's links to all of the social media on there. Yeah. Because and I think I mentioned this on another show. Sorry to interrupt. I, think I mentioned mm-hmm. this on an earlier, like a few months ago, like. They've sort of come up out of nowhere, and it's normally, you know, like your Wales one. I remember that being so small. Yeah. And it's gradually built up. Monopoly events have just been like... Yeah. Yeah, they've, they've done really, really well. And you know, the, the ones that I've been to, of course, uh, reviews on the website, plug, 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 uh, have been so well organised, and by their own admission as well, when they first started. Of course, like anything that's new, you know... The organisation wasn't quite where they wanted it to be, but they're really getting their act together now and, and putting on yeah. some great events. And when you get there, it is really well run as well. Excellent, excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you got anything else, mate? No, I don't think I do. Uh, I've got one more. I've got one more. Okay. Just to ask you if you've seen the new, and I think this only went online like two or three days ago at time of recording, the new Child's Play trailer. I have not. I'm probably going to see it, but um, the film, obviously. Mm. And, uh, but no, I haven't. I haven't seen the uh, trailer. I'm just like I. There was a teaser. I can't remember. I've seen it, yeah. but like now I know we know who's voicing Chucky. I'm pretty much sold on going to see it. Ooh, okay. The release date is what is it? Twenty first of June. Um, Not too far. Yeah. And obviously, you know who's Chucky, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like that was. There was quite a lot of that on Twitter. There's like. No, no one really interested then. Oh, Mark Hamill. Oh, okay. Now yeah, we're interested. Now you're interested, you know. But he's a really good voice actor as well. So yeah, and there's talk of like they're the um, obviously the TV show that Don Coscarelli is um, obviously the guy who created the franchise because mm-hmm. this is nothing to do with him a movie. Yeah, honestly, like I don't like the last couple of Chucky films haven't been great. Um, so I don't know what will be the what you know what will come out on top the. You know, the TV show, which I assume will continue on with Brad Dourif and, you know, the story or, you know, a completely redone movie updated for 2019 with, I think they'll shit, I've heard stuff like Wi-Fi interactivity on the doll and stuff like that. Hmm. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Maybe they'll both (laughs) fuck. Well, you haven't got long to wait, though. We'll soon find out. No. 
Right then, we'll take a little break and we'll come back with this episode's first pick. First watch pick, I should say, which was yours, mate. Which was yours. It was mine. Now we're going to kidnap the kid. Okay. But I want you to leave the mother alive. What do you, what do you want from us? Go away! Go away! So what's the problem here? I want my child! All right, all right, calm down. Now look, you made the report. you got to give the police some time. I'm just sick and tired of you! You understand? Yes, sir. All right, go, go. When Joe Fresno double-crossed his buddies, and then he skipped out with all the loot. We need your help. I need to find my husband, Joe. They took him, they kidnapped him, now they're holding for the money. We'll get Stevie back. Then let me help you. I told you to watch him. I don't know Go what get happened. Go get Spaghetti! Hey, the kid's gone! Six million dollars, Jesus Christ. It's all right, kid, we'll be all right. You don't do anything right! Okay, you may have heard something in relation to my pick, which was Hollywood Cop. It was released... uh, Was it released on the 22nd of September 1987? Like, did this get a premiere? We don't know. If it's anything like Samurai Cop that led us a merry dance for quite a while. Yeah, did this just appear on racks in video stores at some point in September 1987. Who knows? It's a 4.1 on IMDb, and uh, your little sentence synopsis is an undercover police officer walks a mob boss holding a boy hostage for $6 million. Now, this is on Amazon Prime in the UK, and I think it probably is in America because Studio Cinema, excuse me, Cinema Epoch, who put out Samuel Carp and Killing American Style, Young Rebels, seem to be put out their content worldwide. So I yeah. think it's I think it's on them. Now you look at the image on Amazon Prime for this movie <laughs> and you were like you'd be like, This film didn't come out in nineteen eighty seven. Because hmm. I'm looking at it now and I don't know who this fucker is. <laughs> there's a very handsome man with a big gun and there's an explosion and a helicopter and a bit of a city scene. And like what the fuck who is this? He is not the Hollywood cop, that's for sure. He is not. This is just like, imagine you like, okay, um, this looks like it could be interesting. You know, there's a guy, it's Hollywood, you know, let's put it on and you get Hollywood cop instead. <laughs> which, which actual poster is a background of red with big yellow text, Hollywood cop um, from celebrity videos mm-hmm. where it's got lots of gaudy, Images. This is a this is an image I'd want on a shirt. This poster. This imagine this on a t-shirt. Oh my god. I'd love it. I'd a love bikini-clad woman in the bottom right corner. Yeah. And a lot of odd-looking people. Yeah. Which we'll get to. Um, and the tagline says the tagline says raping, robbing, kidnapping, killing. The action never stops. <laughs> Back when raping is a selling point in yeah. a movie. When raping gets top billing in the yeah. tagline. Like, there's no people's names, like there's no actors' <laughs> names. It's just raping. Brilliant. Yeah. Roll on up everybody for a good bit of raping in Hollywood Cop. <laughs> that that got people into cinemas or at least renting a video back in nineteen eighty seven. Probably did. A different time. <laughs> a different time. <laughs> So this film, I made I made like three pages of notes. Um, oh my god, go on. 
So um, it's not like a this happens and this happens. Mm-hmm. It will be to an extent, but this is more just like observations. My first observation is, like I said to you before you watched it, it's an hour and 41 minutes long. I mean, that that got me from the beginning when you told me about that. I was not expecting a film like Hollywood Cop from Amelia Chauvin to be an hour 40 minutes. You'd think yeah. 80, like, 82 oh, minutes, something like that. Yeah, straight out of the gate. Like, how long was Sammy Wild Cop? That was like 90, yeah, it's your standard 90. Your standard, yeah. Um, as a straight out of the gate, this, is too, this film is too long. Uh, for starters, um, and that's oh, that was my fear. I thought it was like an hour and forty-one minutes of this. Yeah. Like, so it just starts, doesn't it? Like there's there's a, there's the goons, the henchmen at the pool, forcing themselves on a woman who's there. And um, <laughs> there's your raping right from the start. Um, and then like yeah, your your, your boss, your was it John Mitchum, Jim Mitchum, which is Robert Mitchum's son. Yeah. I believe um, he's a baddie and he enters and that's when two minutes in we get the first, did you hear the fluffed line? You know what? You messaged me again um, before I watched it on WhatsApp and said, Oh, listen for this. And I didn't, I couldn't catch it and I didn't want to rewind it. So yeah, yeah I'm not watching any more. I'm not watching it again. <laughs> so I'm I watching more times, minutes. There was, there was something directly after that, which um, I needed to listen out for. But yeah, the line was, we're just having fun. Didn't mean for it to get hand. Like, he doesn't say out of hand. He just goes hand. <laughs> and then, um, like, the, the boss is walking away. And then, I don't know what is said, but I thought it would, it could be turn. But someone shouts something off camera, and um, Jim Mitchum turns around. So I rewound it back and played it. I was like, I'm not quite sure if it's turn. And then I bought, um, I gave him a housemate finish a shout. He came in and he definitely heard something, but like whether it was turn or not, but because we were talking about off camera direction and there was that, oh, yeah, was it LA Heat, like I mentioned earlier, where it's um, just one of the Lawrence Hilton Jacobs ones where it's all the way through. It's, it's just so like, hilarious doing that, it's, it's incredible. Like this, they kept that, but yeah, there was a little bit of off camera direction there. And then, like, this was a problem in this opening scene, as everyone was talking over each other. Yeah, and because a oh, lot of it was it was ADR'd as well, wasn't it? There was a lot of stuff, you know, obviously a load of dialogue was recorded afterwards. And yeah. It, the, and that doesn't help either. When it's, you no, know. It's, just a, it's just a mess. You don't really know who's saying who. You don't really know what their deal is, but they're going to abduct some kid, um, a boy and his goat. Which is not the sequel to a boy and his dog. Um, <laughs> Would be a great sequel. Now this kid can he communicate psychically with animals? Or well, you sort of led to believe it. <laughs> yeah, he's Dennis Menace. He's dressed as Dennis Menace, <laughs> like the American Dennis Menace. Um, and he's he'd love he's washing his goat, which isn't a euphemism. <laughs> Although it could be. Yeah, yeah, wash the goat. <laughs> Give it a polish. <laughs> and he's sort of like in a, like he's just in a shootout style scene. He's abducted and his mum, and then like at this point, you're just like, why are they abducting this kid? Because they live in a shack. Hmm. Yeah, so they don't look loaded whatsoever. Yeah. Um, there's, oh, yeah, another note I made, like this uh, Jim Mitchell. I don't know if they did like, there's a little bit of Jimmy Nail to him 
Oh, if only he would have broken out into song like Jimmy Nail can. She's lying. Ain't oh. No... Oh. oh, there well, you go. There's one for everybody. Go and download that song. Have a listen. Treat yourselves. It's, it's literally the only good song he did, but <laughs> what a song. Um, so, and uh, then we go, then we cut to Hollywood after this kid's abducted. And it's like a street scene. And there's a guy, and it's just like, I don't know, these are extras or they're just big people just being filmed in the street. And one of them has a wig. And it comes off. Like, hey, this, wig. This is one of, of quite a few samurai cop-esque moments. It's because yeah. when it finished, it was like, you know, when you get a pilot for a TV show and then, you know, it gets the thumbs up from the, the television studios and then they make like yeah. episode one proper. To me, this in loads of ways is like a pilot to Samurai Cop with all the different things. Like you said there with the wig and there's quite a few other things and you go in. Oh, that was sort of. Yeah. Like, undoubtedly, absolutely undoubtedly, like, you put this on for five minutes and you know who directed it. Oh, oh yeah. Com- oh, it's not yeah. watching, like, a, like, almost like a Scorsese movie or something. <laughs> not like a, this is the only comparison that will ever be made That's between it. Amir Siobhan and He's Mark an Scorsese. Author. He is an author. You can... yeah, or like David Lynch or something <laughs> like that. Like, you know when you're watching a David Lynch movie or a Scorsese movie. And, dear God, you know when you're watching a Siobhan movie because yeah. it's just, you can't replicate just the you can't of it and how stilted everything is and the lingering shots and just how amateurish it all is um so yeah so the our, our hero who's what is his name the actor's name is david goss what was the david goss turkey turn yeah like how i could forget that they called their main character turkey of course you do. That's what well, a... turquoise. Is turquoise his full name? What a heroic name to be called throughout the movie is Turkey. Yeah, Turkey. I thought they were just taking the piss out of him at first, but then I was like, oh, his name is Turkey. Okay. Mm. So he's getting a hot dog, and um, there is some sort of shootout over a road. Uh, the hot dog stand, I think, is in front of a police station, which is important. There's a shootout. He goes and deals with that. Um, Mm-hmm. And he has a hot dog and he says to a woman at a hot dog to stand and you voice messaged me this I'd already clocked it of course <laughs> keep it warm for me oh another classic samurai cop line keep it warm for me um, and so basically this is when the rape kicks in unfortunately it's never like it's just of the time this sort of thing like these 70s and 80s films just felt the need yeah. we've got to have really like graphic rape scene and like you know i've said this in the past about something i just really don't think it's necessary a lot of the time but that's just the way it was then so um but there is it's a couple of good lines of dialogue uh, that's going on like they seem to know there's a rape going on inside the house even though they're outside the cops um <laughs> and um our hero turkey says oh by the time the, um, the cops get here they'll have raped the guy too <laughs> <laughs> So uh, basically, it's this guy who is—he's um, um, being like held, and his wife's being raped, and then um, they come in, and you know the cops come in and like shoot them all up for usual, and uh, then like they've got the guy cornered, and like the guy whose wife was raped, you know, he's about to kill, you know, one of the rapists basically, and then Turkey goes says something like, "Hey man, I know we fucked your wife." But let us deal with it or something like that. <laughs> like, 
compassion. Very, very compassionate from old Turkey there. <laughs> yeah. So we've got the the Dennis the Menace style kid, um, and he's at the bad guy's hideout, and there's a dog gardening it, vicious dog, and he just um, starts like trying, like talking to the dog, like, "Oh, we could be friends. Put your paw up here." Dude. He's like, "Like this is getting into full lassie territory now." <laughs> Like really, and um, like he's like trying to win the dog round. Um, we get back to that. So the woman, whose son is kidnapped, asks the hot dog vendor if there are any placements. <laughs> like so, obviously, if your child was kidnapped, you would go to. Um, there's a hot dog vendor outside Norwich City Stadium. Oh, um, you're fine then. Any any emergency, yeah, I would like say. If if I if. Um, a uh, loved family member or loved one was abducted, I would go to him. Um, I think he's only there on match days. Ooh, um, could be awkward. So it'd have to be Saturdays or, you know, in the week if there's a midweek game. If football season's not on, I'm fucked. <laughs> I'd have to go to Yarmouth maybe and go to, like, the, you know, the, the place that makes the little sugary donuts. Is that the second on the list behind a hot dog vendor is whoever makes a little sugary donuts. Well, we've got one of those in Chester. So that's, yeah, I could go there. Or yeah. the donuts or the uh, hot dogs? Uh, donuts. Oh, mm. Chester's not. Oh, I thought that's a. a... I was associating that with the beach. <laughs> no, yeah, they have it in the town, half an hour away. So. What about real? Real? No. You don't go to real. No, nobody does. That's more. If you, <laughs> if you want, like, used hypodermic needles, you just pick them up off the floor. That's why, that's why anybody <laughs> goes to real. So, as luck would have it. Um... This hot dog vendors just talk to Turkey, and she meets Turkey and his partner, his partner Jaguar, <laughs> who, oh, fucking hell, who, to help. <laughs> <laughs> he is not Frank from Samurai Cop. He is far from being Frank in Samurai Cop. Yeah, um, he would like to be Frank, but unfortunately, he is not. No. Again, it's um, a very early prototype of Frank <laughs> that you're going to get in this. Yeah, he is, like, generally horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, they, just, they um, to help um, this woman find the kid, they just sort of hang around drinking uh, for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um and then they go to this bar that's doing oil re- female oil wrestling. <laughs> and I'm just like, how is this helping? Because Jaguar ends up being stripped and oil wrestling with two, like, <laughs> naked women. And, like, you can see the oil goes through his boxes. You can literally see his penis. I'm just like, <laughs> you know, oh, you should have taken your chances with a hot dog vendor. <laughs> this is what happens when you get cops on it. <laughs> oh yeah it's uh it's, it's quite horrific that scene actually it is horrible um i don't know if i, I think cameron mitchell's probably shown up by at this point of course cameron mitchell's in it yeah even though well he gets second billing doesn't he and second billing but he's, he doesn't he, even take his fucking coat off <laughs> that's your, t- your typical angry police chief again who's always like pissed off with everybody and he looks like he's like wrapped in a cocoon. <laughs> he is. It was that that one day of shooting that they had him for. He he was very cold because he keeps his coat on. There was a thing like 
on I can't remember where I read it, but I was reading some like reviews of this film and someone said they always like to play the game of how long Cameron Mitchell was actually on set for. <laughs> and they they guessed two hours with this. Oh my god. Yeah, like he like he is just wrapped in this coat. He was just like, no, I'm, I'm one and I'm one and done with the you know the lines. Yeah, and, that's it. Yeah, so he's he's your angry police chief. It's Cameron Mitchell. Um, so basically, the person who has six million dollars for this abducted child is the child's dad, who's like gone away for a reason we will get to in a moment, apparently. <laughs> and they go and try and find him, and he runs off. And all these, like, he's just surrounded by babes uh, by the pool where he lives. And they chase after him. And um, Jaguar just gets, like, seduced by all these women. I'm just like, why is this man so attractive to women? <laughs> There's, like, two scenes on a bounce. He's just, like, slavered over by women. And, yeah. yeah. Um, it was, they obviously saw him covered in oil. And, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they could not oh, get that image out of their mind. No, no, neither can I, unfortunately. Um, so we go back to the Lassie subplot, and like, what? Like, I was like drifting off at this point. Like, he's trying to get the dog to open the latch on a door, and then he's just <laughs> trying to do it. And does the dog do it? Does he do it? Does it matter? No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. So they escape. The dog, by the way, is called Dog. <laughs> Um, the names in this movie are just ridiculous. Oh my god, the names! Like the bad guys are called Spaghetti, and <laughs> like there's one that the one who's laughing all the time. I can't remember his name is. It's like really odd, odd names. Um, but yeah, they try and get away. The dog dies. Uh, the kid is re-abducted. Is that what happens? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, then the, then the dad shows up. They all um, show up with the dad, and. Um, and the dad has a heart to heart with the son, um, where I've got blood cancer and it hurts. <laughs> Honestly, never thought I'd see a second film where a cancer storyline is just brought in for no reason and forgotten about for the rest of the film. <laughs> but here we are, the room, and now this. That's it. And it's because, didn't he say um, he's got blood cancer, so he's. That's why he's taken so many drugs and got pissed. <laughs> is it? Yeah, there, basically. Is it? Yeah, yeah, that's why he's been about. And then he was just like, "Oh, I got you a Christmas present or a birthday present," and the kids were like, "Oh, I never got it." The kids in a mood. He's been slapped around by the baddies, which was quite funny, even because it was like they were just slapping around a dummy, and it was uh, <laughs> yeah. quite funny. And yeah, he's not happy with the dad. Obviously, he's been abducted, and he was just like not having any of it. Oh, and then he's then he sort of gets a bit interested when he hears there's a present. I've left it in the loft. Is it still there? Yes. How will you know if it's still in someone else's loft? I don't know, but um, <laughs> he does, and then the kid forgives him because he's got a present. Oh. Which is, yeah, really touching. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking... <laughs> we should do this more often. I've just had... I was looking for the character names on IMDb. There weren't any other than... Oh, no, but there was plot keywords on this... And this is brilliant, and I wish we'd done this in the days of the Ace Picture House. <laughs> so, yeah, great. Like, I'm just going to pause the talk room. So these are there's 183 of them. I won't do them all because there's 183 of them. The first one's Blonde Boy. Fair enough. Female Frontal Nudity. <laughs> Buttocks. Buttocks is the third plot. <laughs> plot keyword. Third on the bill is buttocks. <laughs> Hate. 
Weeping Woman. Oh, nice. <laughs> Product placement. Yeah. Mm. Car on fire. Shot in the groin is a good one. I like that one. Oh, you've got the up as well. Sexual euphemism. I think that's a main one for uh, um, Samurai Cop. <laughs> these are amazing. These are, these are, but when you've got like climbing through a window as a, yeah. a key plop. <laughs> Man slaps a woman. Punched in the stomach. <laughs> what is the point of this? I just need films where there has been dismissal. Mm. Weird. Weird. Um, <laughs> so, moving on. Um, yeah, we get. There's another scene with Cameron Mitchell, and he's like, he starts going on about him getting gas. Yeah, which is weird. Um, yeah, he's like the line is commissioners on my ass. I get gas every day. Is like a Tums festival. <laughs> like he he mentions Tums like in his appearance quite a lot. I don't know if he's trying to get some sort of Tums endorsement in his. Two hours he worked on this film. Yeah, just trying to get some more, some more cash, or at least you know a few packets of tums off them. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, so um, he's sort of like susp- the, the cops suspended for some reason. Um, he, there's a line where he's at a hospital and there's a female cop at the door where he says, "If you had a sweater on, I'd love to pull the wool over your eyes." Oh. <laughs> Yeah, what have you, what have you got, Dave? My I've notes. got, I've got, yeah, my notes tailed off towards the end because I was getting yeah, so same. sort of transfixed by what was going on, the madness. I've got one line, but I didn't write down who said it, and it was obviously it's a sex scene that was going on, and I presume it's Turkey is involved. Um, well, Turkey never had a sex scene with the mum. Who they kissed, but they never. I was just like, I was shocked because that is unusual. Yeah, that is when unusual. They do it on the floor. That's it because I want to do it on the floor. I like bruises. Yeah, and then, and then he just doesn't. Yeah, after all of that, but it it goes. Yeah. I don't know. It starts weird, but then gets weirder as it goes on. And to me, it looked even more like Amelia was uh, was just losing more control as filming went on as well. Cause it, yeah, because it, it just goes. It's just crazy, like you said, with the whole. I mean, his films have never been strong on plot or acting, or <laughs> editing or anything. Direction, yeah. Right. But when you consider this is, you know, this is four years prior to Samurai Cop, yeah. Um, and you know, he, he wasn't as skilled in his craft as he was with Samurai Cop. <laughs> <laughs> there's, um, yeah. oh, there's a hand chopped off in this as well, which. You know, it was a bit of a, you know, I thought, oh, the arm coming off in Samurai Cop, hand being yeah. chopped off in this oh, one. Oh, this, this is absolutely feels like a dry run for Samurai Cop. Yeah, yeah. Which is, which I think is the best way to describe this film. This is a Definitely. dry run for Samurai Cop, yeah, so yeah. That's, that's where, what you should expect. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure, you know, the fans of Samurai Cop, like ourselves, obviously don't go into it expecting anything near as good, bad, no, bad slash good. But... Generally, there's a lot of good and funny no not good but funny here <laughs> you know some good funny lines like ridiculous characters you know stuff like the weird lassie subplot like um hot dog vendors being asked for like policemen and stuff all that weird stuff. but it isn't 
Uh, it isn't Samuel Cop. No, nowhere near. And it's too long. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It needs 15 minutes chopping off it. And, uh, I mean, would it be... What would you say, mate, if, if there's people listening that have not seen Samurai Cop and have not seen Hollywood Cop? I think you'd have to watch them in order of Hollywood Cop and then Samurai Cop, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would. I um, think you'd get more out of... Although, oh, I guess there's an argument for both ways. See, I got a lot out of Hollywood Cop through knowing Samurai Cop so well and, and yeah. going to the little, oh, that sort of, you know, foreshadows what's going to happen four years later and this, that and the other. So that helped my enjoyment of this. Yeah. But then if I'd have watch this first oh, I don't know I don't know which I think if you'd like if I'd watched this first I would have I found it really enjoyable probably still found it too long but I had yeah. the right laugh of it and then Samuel Carpenter would have been like well this is like a step up so yeah. I don't know maybe we you know it would have been best to watch it you know yeah. in chronological order to see how it got better but hmm. we'll never know <laughs> yeah, if there is anybody out there that has seen neither and you want to uh, entertain yourself with a double cop movie, Hollywood Cop and Samurai Cop, let us know. Yeah, yeah, do it. Don't do it alone. No. <laughs> Have somebody with you. And, uh, yeah, something to drink and a helpline number for the end of it. Yeah, or, or a hot dog vendor, if there's one close. Yes. Hmm. Well, is you anything more to add? I can't think of anything more no, to add. It's just, yeah, it's. I mean, it is what it is. It's the question. Obviously, has to be. You know, is it worth a rewatch at some point in the future? I think so. Yeah. Hmm. I think so. Yeah. yeah. It could be shorter, but that's not enough to be like, yeah, I'm never watching it again. No. What if this one came out on Blu-ray? Like we were talking earlier about hard ticket and all of those. If this was seven pound on Blu-ray, would you buy it? Yeah. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think that says a lot, doesn't it? I think, yeah. Surely that's an endorsement. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Right. Moving on then from Hollywood Cop, we go on to my pick, which is the rewatch pick. version of you. You've gone power mad. It is so. The evil version of me? Yeah. I never trust a Toxie. Yeah! yeah. Toxie's a hero. Heroes don't double amputate police chief. 
Stay back, everybody! He's armed! And hurl 12-year-old children! It's a brick wall! Yeah. I've assembled the only team capable of bringing him in. Burn touching! Freeze right there! Superheroes! Dolphin Man! Mad Cowboy! Sergeant Kabuki Man! NYPD! Master Bader! I'm not going to die! Not in Jersey! We don't want to kill you! But we will! Well, if that's a tough Avenger! Where's a morbidly obese ward and sidekick, Fattis? It's lard-ass punk. You're pregnant with two babies. Two babies? From what appears to be two completely different fathers. And that's preposterous! You rule, Dad. Um, God? Yeah, what do you want? I'm your daddy now. What the hell is going on here? There can be only one. Right then, my rewatch pick. Well, we had the Lloyd Kaufman remastered interview released. I got to meet him. We had a little chat about him. Uh, I think it was last episode. Yeah. So let's tie it in, of course. If you listen to the last episode, you know what it is. Citizen Toxie, the Toxic Avenger 4, released in 2000. Uh, my favourite Toxie movie. Uh, Lloyd's favourite Toxie movie. He directed it. Uh, it's, wow, this has got to be surely one of the highest rated trauma movies on imdb it's a 6.3 oh wow that is good. crazy high i should begin this by saying if you're easily offended do not watch this yeah but i think yeah. you could say that about most of the trauma movies really you know what yeah. you're going to get with a trauma movie don't you you know it's again it's going to win no awards for best director or best acting or script or effects or any and then people might be saying well why the hell do you watch them because they are a shitload of fun they're so good to watch and um toxie 2 i mean toxie 1 you could sort of say you know toxic avenger is the film that trauma was built on it's you know it's, he's there the mascot almost isn't he you know yeah of course yeah you think of trauma you think of toxic avenger so then there followed two lackluster sequels number two yeah. and three which are, you will struggle for people who would think they're really God. really good <laughs> they're not Almost great like a first order of business in citizen toxie is an apology for the second and third film <laughs> it is it is so and then they set this up this is the true sequel to number one you can watch number yep. one and then you can watch uh, number four and it is i mean the storyline in a nutshell 
is you you've got um, Toxic Avenger and he's in his universe of course and then events transpire that there is uh, an explosion that brings two uh, swaps to you the toxins from two different universes into each other's world so the toxic avenger goes into the universe of the noxious offender and yeah. then of course the noxious offender comes into the universe of uh, the toxic avenger toxic yeah. of course being a good guy battling evil is suddenly thrust into an evil world these universes are sort of flipped on the on the heads so he goes into a universe where everybody's a complete and utter twat um and that's fine being like that and then the noxious offender comes into tox's world and just wreaks havoc uh it, yeah. it does set its door early on by starting off in uh, a classroom uh and but for their own admission because they wear t-shirts on it for retards or tards as they refer to themselves yeah uh i have to say that that the character of Tito, played, <laughs> played by Michael Budinger, or Budinger, uh, this is probably I haven't seen this for a long, long time, and um, I would say in total this is probably maybe my fourth or fifth time okay. viewing it, but I haven't seen it for a long, long time. But consistently, every time I watch it, whenever Tito is on screen. I'm just pissing myself laughing. He he definitely puts a lot into it. It's not something you could probably brag about on his resume. It's but, not, is it? It is not. He definitely, he's definitely committed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the stuff that goes on in there. I mean, a lot of people, myself included, especially in the early days, when you watch a trauma movie, you think you, you're going to get you're going to get nudity, and you're going to get gore. Uh, and you're going to get nudity just for nudity's sake half the time, and gore for gore's sake, and not very well executed gore, but f funny as hell. When you've got like somebody shitting themselves, a man in nappies shitting himself, and he gets his head blasted out through his own arse. Yes. Uh, is, is just one of the many things that happen in this. It is absolutely bonkers. But... I laughed so many times, even though it's like, say, the fourth or fifth view. This was Tina's first viewing of it. Oh, really? Yeah, so we'd watched the previous night, we'd watched Lords of Chaos, okay? Oh, yes, I heard about this. Yeah, um, which for me, I'd rather watch Deathgasm. I think it's a lot better. Tenuous link between the two, black metal and so on, but give me Deathgasm. Uh, Lords of Chaos freaked Tina out like mad. Um, offended her almost because some of the violence in it specifically the stabbing in it is not only really sort of gratuitous but done in such a really nasty way that it was like quite even I was thinking Ooh, is, really? It needs to be like that whereas the gore in this is so over the top that we just sat there laughing and she loved it all the way through you know when you've got you compared it to the night before with stabbing and she's going oh no this is this is terrible and then you've got the the wild and wacky gore in this it's just it's like a cartoon it's like a warner brothers cartoon um for adults where it you, you just can't help but laugh at everything going on yeah it is absolutely ridiculous and 
you're saying about you know like there is offensive stuff in it but like it's oh, yeah, done it's, yeah. it's done in such a way like when you watch it you just like obviously if you read about it oh they they go to a school for people with special needs and they do this and they do that and they call mm-hmm. them retards on paper you'd be like what the fuck like this is you know ridiculous but then like when you watch it it's done in such a way like you're just like ah okay mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> like there is sat like it was like a was the whole thing was like um, bring a mexican to school day or wherever it was at the start <laughs> and like you know there is buried deep in all the gore and the boobs and the language and the uh, disgusting offensive stuff there is a lot of satire in this and other trauma films there's yeah there's loads of it in it and i'm just trying to think of there's so much completely over the top gore in it but, but done in such a cheap way which yeah. and this is out on a two disc uncut uh, special edition dvd with loads of great features on making of documentaries. Oh, the um, documentary on it. Um, yeah, it's brilliant. Oh, yeah. And the stuff. I mean, <laughs> this is, we talked about, I think it was in the previous episode as well, with uh, Poultrygeist. And the documentary about that is one of the best, for me, best documentaries about making a film ever, is that one yeah. to do with Poultrygeist. But it's it showed in that that the movie sets of Uncle Lloyd... Um, not necessarily the safest places to work in either because there's mm-hmm. a scene in this when a car comes crashing through a wall and uh, yeah let's just say the people on the camera had a bit of a scary time when, <laughs> when that happens when you see it you know in the, in the documentary and everything and um, yeah there's like God as a dwarf with who's getting off with a couple of women at the same time it's like you know if you said that to people you on about I did taking the piss out of blind people and deaf people and any sort of minority there is, is poked at and made fun of. And I can see why people would get offended, but... Yeah, they are equal opportunity. They will go for everything. Yeah, they do. And it's, it is one of these as well, and I think the the reviews of people on IMDb, it's sort of the same for every trauma film. You either love them or you hate them. I don't think there's a lot of middle ground. And when you look at the review scores, it's either like ones and twos or like eight, nine and ten. Yeah, it's it's God, like in this day and age, can you met you know, and everyone gets offended by everything on Twitter and so on Reddit and social media, it's just like, God, put them in front of a trauma film. <laughs> and then, you know but it seems like even though, you know, he's still doing Lloyd Cottonstein, you know, like I think Newcomb High Volume Two. God, yeah. like, I can't remember Volume 1. It was so long ago, you know, it's been a huge gap. I think that's finally coming out. But he almost seems, like, bulletproof when it comes to comes to that. He does. And, he, you know, he chucks in. Lemmy gets a cameo in it as well, doesn't he? Yeah. Lemmy. yeah. And Ron Jeremy. Ron Jeremy is the mayor. Oh, my God. Imagine your town if Ron Jeremy is the mayor. And Corey Feldman as a horny doctor. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, well, of course. Um, um yeah, I think like, like that that whole you know like there's some of it that just like for me personally, is you know it's it's almost two hours this film, some of it doesn't, the jokes don't hit. Like, yeah, he just th- literally like, throw the, everything the, at the wall, Boy doesn't Feldman. he? Oh yeah, see what sticks. Yeah, yeah like Boy Feldman thing was just like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And did he really need a completely nude woman stood next to him? 
He probably asked, to be fair. Um, <laughs> yes, his contract. But, like, yeah, there's some bits, like, and it's not like, oh, this is rubbish. It's just, like, some bits you laugh at and some bits you, like, really like, that, that's actually pretty decent satire buried in this. Hmm. And other bits are just like, oh, okay then. Yeah. <laughs> just like, but the thing is, there's so much going on that even if, yeah. you know, when it dips, you're never far away from something else coming in that you're just going to laugh your ass off at. Yeah, something else, yeah, like, nothing, you know, there's no, like, long scenes that you know they just just move on to the next thing and mm. so but yeah this is infinitely better than those two the, the other two sequels oh yeah two and three are terrible they really are this and of course it has the trauma standard of the car flip which is uh seen in all trauma films <laughs> yeah it's a great car flip in this one yeah well it's the same car flip <laughs> well yeah that's <laughs> just doing this because they could only afford it's a one. good car flip oh yeah it's a great one yeah i can see why they use it in every single film yeah uh, but yeah, that's. I mean, I started making notes, and then I just, I just stopped because I was ah. in. I did. I was enjoying it so much. I didn't bother. I was just like, this is like, I, like, I've seen this, you know, like two or three times before, and obviously like a fan of trauma movies. Yeah. I was like, I'm not making notes on this. There's too much going on. It's yeah. just like, like I would run, like I'd just run out of paper, run out of pen, ink. Oh yeah. It's just you know, it's just too much going on to make notes. Just oh, there is. Yeah, you could do just like a full episode of just going through everything that happens and laughing about all the different scenes and lines and everything that's going on in it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure there's loads of people out there that have seen the first one and maybe don't even know that they reached yeah, number four. Yeah. Or maybe saw the first one and then saw number two and went, ooh, okay, and then gave up on it. But if you've seen yeah. number two and three and, you know, obviously thought they were shit um, and yeah, haven't seen four... Yeah, I couldn't blame you for uh, yeah, giving um, not bothering with a fourth one after those two. Mm. Would you want a fifth all these years later? You know, maybe you know next uh, year no, would, be, would be twenty years after number four. Or well, God Jesus. Mm. <laughs> well, you know, like I think what the what he's done with Newcomb High, like that. I, I've only seen the first half. I don't know if, what the availability of this second part is like of the return to Newcomb High. Yeah, I already think it's too long. Yeah. There's this tendency to do, like, these massive, you know, double... Like, he did it with Toxie 2 and 3, really, didn't he? Um, yeah. These films, like, you don't need to do... Three, we don't need three-plus hours of it. We just, you know... If he just did a 90-minute, 100... Or a 100-minute film, you know, something along the lines of Citizen Toxie... Yeah, yeah. As long as he just... You know, bre- brevity is fine. We don't need a... You know... Hmm. Like I have, as I say, I haven't seen the second half of Return to Newcomb High, but like, I pretty much got the idea by the end of the first one. Which <laughs> yeah, never, which I enjoyed the first one, but like, I'm just like, there's going to be, you know, at least ninety more minutes of this. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But yeah, yeah I don't know what the status is on the second one, but um, no, I think it's getting close to to being released everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to see like more. I like to see him do more films, but obviously, you know, money is a thing. Yeah. But now oh. we live in we live in the times of you know your GoFundMe's and your Kickstarters and your all of that. So and he, you know, Trimer's still got a hell of a following. So oh yeah, you know. and if you go to to Lloyd's IMDb and you click under his filmography for actor, he's currently at three hundred and fifty one. If you look at how many are announced pre production, currently filming, I'm just looking at it now, and there's three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine filming. Where is the act? <laughs> he always does the cameo. So he he goes, always does in, it. He's in. He's obviously is in Citizen Toxie by yeah. the end. Um, in that weird little 
thing at the end. And um, isn't it isn't it Stan Lee does a uh, doing a voiceover for Narrator? I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. Because it, he was in he was in Return of to Newcomb High. Yeah. Um, wherever he they have anything with him for um, the second one, I don't know. But um, I'm just scrolling. Just have I? Or was it? 2000. Yeah, yeah, he was the um, narrator, credited as Peter Parker. Nice, good credit. But um, yeah, so he's always in the cameos, whether it's his film or not. (laughs) Uh, I think we've answered this, but uh, was it worth a rewatch? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not the last time that I'm going to watch it. I will watch it again. No, I'll go like, I'll go through the old trauma films again at some point. Yeah. YouTube on their YouTube channel for free. Not as much as they used to be, where mm. they like all were, but there's a good, a good old chunk of them. Yeah, there's still a lot there, and it's like you know, there's there's a lot now being released on Blu-ray special edition DVDs and so on. So yeah. even the, the older stuff's coming back. So yeah, like we started with Hard Ticket, it's a shitload more to collect, I think. Yep. Mm. Bad films. Yeah. Yes, more bad films. <laughs> well, that was a positive. Both films in this episode, I think. Yeah, Overall, yeah. Imagine that. Imagine that. Can we carry that momentum forward into next <laughs> month's episode? Uh, let's find out, shall we? Yeah. Well, it's uh, my turn for the first watch. And, hmm, it's on Amazon Prime. Like you mentioned at the beginning, mate, on the what list have I done? <laughs> on the list of awesomeness. It's from nineteen eighty six. It's a Russian film. Uh original title. Here we go. Odinochno Plavani. That was sort of Italian Russian really, I think. Uh, the detached Yeah, it started well. The, <laughs> and then it's sort of tapered off. The detached mission. Never heard of it in my entire life. It's called something else on Prime, isn't it? Oh, it's called... No, it's called The Detached Mission, he says. Um, That's not what the image you sent me of it. Here we go. This is where people scroll through their phones while recording a podcast. Um, There it is. The Detached Mission on Prime. I have got... The the screen grab you sent me of it on the scene says, Solo Voyage, The Revenge. (laughs) Oh, my God, yeah. It is called that on Prime. And Solo it's Voyage, The Revenge. Revenge. What? And you've picked this. Yeah, because I looked on Amazon, on Amazon, on IMDb, found it was called The Detached Mission, scrolled down, well, was completely surprised that it's currently 6.0 on Jesus. the ratings, and then was even more surprised to see so many mentions of Rambo in all six user reviews. I think that says it enough. This is not Russian Rambo. Um, Rambo is the American version of this. Uh, this is the Russian Rambo. It's a spoof of Rambo, not a copy. So, yeah. Let's uh, let's have some of this, shall we? Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> let's. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm sure it's going to be hilarious and really yeah. good. Hopefully. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's your rewatch there, mate. My rewatch, yeah. Um, we mentioned this film earlier. You mentioned the trailer, a new trailer being brought out for it. So it's obviously he's getting his remake. Um, he's in cinemas in June. Obviously, there's a TV show in the works that'll be out soonish. So I thought we'd, it'd be a good time for us to revisit 
1988's original Child's Play. That's a great pick, mate. It's one of those that I am familiar with. Watched it loads on VHS. Maybe watched it once, twice maybe on DVD. Haven't seen it. So oh, haven't seen it in 20 years. I bet it. I bet it's been that long since I've seen little bits of it. You know, when wow. it comes on the television, yeah. and, and, now, and you sort of channel hopping little bits. You know, a few minutes. But I haven't sat and watched it from beginning to end. It's, I'd say twenty years. I guess, yeah. Wow, it's been a few years, like five or six, maybe for me. Mm. Uh, yeah, looking forward to a revisit. See how it's aged. Yeah, and then it'll be fresh in our heads for when uh, the new film and TV series come out. Yes, definitely, definitely. Mm. Yeah. I'll be two. Well, one, I think, assured good one. One, <laughs> it could go either way with that Russian one. That's for I sure. I don't think it could go either way, Dave. <laughs> I think it's there's only one way that's going. It's going to go south. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Let's see how it goes. Um, right then. Shall we disappear then for our. Have you got any good uh, movie viewing lined up for this evening? Uh, no, I've um, I did the Avengers double bill last night, um, the midnight and? screening of Endgame, and I stumbled out of the cinema just before three a.m. Went to bed just before four a.m. Had about four hours sleep, so I'm just going to put a bit of um, just some background noise on while I'm having a week and then go to bed because I'm knackered. I'm surprised after that, and of course, without giving anything away whatsoever, was it worth you going for that double bill? Um, okay, I'm not even really saying this much, but I will. If you don't want, if you're listening to this before you've watched Endgame and blah, 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 and you don't even want to know someone's opinion, you know, just stop listening now. And they've gone. Yep. Yep. I really liked it. Oh, I loved, good. Yeah, I thought it was like very satisfying. Um, and yeah, considering the 11 years, 22 films, and they've done a whole. They knew what they were doing from me off. Mm. It's yeah, really incredible achievement. So, uh, oh, nice one. Well, that's good then. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I yeah. watched. I went to the cinema and watched Shazam. Yeah, DC are beginning to pull it back a little. A little bit, yeah. It was it was over long. I thought it could have done with about twenty minutes trimmed off it. And you know me and trailers and regular listeners know me and my view on trailers. But because yeah. this wasn't one, I didn't plan to go and watch it. I just ended up taking Tina and Wes to Manchester for a gig. So I got a few hours to kill, went to the cinema, picked that. Uh, so I'd seen the trailer of it because, yeah. you know, just out of the hell, I never thought I'd go to the cinema to watch it. And it did spoil it because every decent gag is in the trailer. So, yeah, there's a lot. It's a problem with trailers. Yeah, it was like, oh, okay. And it wasn't, uh, because of the trailer, I was expecting it to be more of a comedy as well. I wasn't disappointed. It was fine. I didn't dislike it. But I thought it was, for me, 20 minutes too long. And because of the trailer, I was expecting it to be uh, more comedy. But it was okay. It was all right. All right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, and with that, uh, I will do my usual and disappear after I've told everybody to go to our revamped website, 60minuteswith.co.uk. It's uh, nearly finished its facelift. There's just a few little nips and tucks and a bit of eyeliner to go onto it. So please go there and have a look. And follow us on Twitter, because there's always loads of competitions going on. Just finished one, about to start another. That's at 60 Minutes With. And, of course, on Twitter for all the... Wee, wee, Twitter, Instagram. 
the weird and wonderful pictures at 60 minutes with and i think i won't be long out of bed because i'm so tired too <laughs> two old men just want to get to bed just want to go to bed we're too tired that's it stumbling over words because i'm tired i want to go to bed <laughs> uh, yeah and so i'll leave a closing with you mate as is tradition by now bye classic classic <laughs> classic end classic podcast ending bye <laughs> boom